beautiful theme that came out of it is that it really wasn't that big of an ask or a struggle for them to get on board. It really was just a conversation like, hey, we're trying to make a change. You're in Los Angeles. What do you see when you go outside? Do you want to make a change? This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Learn how you can engage, inspire, and motivate any audience. You can also download my four simple tips to make starting any conversation a breeze at the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Whether you're writing the first sentence of a book or solving the climate crisis to get people's attention, you need to tell your story creatively. On the show, I interview peak performers who are coming up with those creative stories and solutions. Through creativity, compassion, and collaboration, they're changing the world. I also bring you ideas and techniques to unlock your potential to do the same. And now, let's get to the show. And welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Thank you so much for listening. I am thrilled to have my guests on the show today because we're all aware of the ongoing challenge to address homelessness in the whole country. These two folks are doing it in LA and they're doing incredible work. We know that there's an incredible need to provide access to affordable housing to the city's most vulnerable population, women and children. Thanks to the Uncle Artie Foundation, founded by Artie Pernia of Pernia Law Group, Hope of the Valley Rescue Mission, Hot Rod and MGA Consulting, Inc., the Save LA campaign has launched to help address this very issue in the city of Los Angeles. How cool is that? MGA Consulting, Inc., a boutique marketing firm founded by Matthew Arce and based in LA, facilitated a collaboration between these organizations as a way to build a meaningful connection between the organizations and to give back to the community. Again, how cool is that? The Uncle Artie Foundation has raised over a million dollars to help provide 172 beds for homeless families and women and children, a reliable source of food for these families, tutoring for children, and mental health support. And Hot Rod has committed to donating a portion of their apparel sales from the Save LA collection to the Uncle Artie Foundation for further support. And and I'm going to have to say this in just a second. Can you imagine the collective fundraising ability of these folks? It's incredible. The restored hotel named The Uncle is a symbol of the public and private sectors coming together to solve one of the most important challenges in Los Angeles. Uncle Artie and Matthew, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank, Thank you, Zolda. We really appreciate it. I, I am so thrilled to have you both because obviously this is this is a chronic issue in the country. And L.A. is one of the biggest cities. The L.A. area is one of the biggest sort of populated areas in the country. And you two decided to make this a mission to address people who are without housing, without food. I'd love to get your thoughts, both of you one at a time. <laughs> I know we're sometimes with three people, it's a little difficult to talk about how, how did you get to the point where you went, you know what, I'm going to go get my hands dirty, get involved and do something about this. Uncle Artie, if you don't mind, would you talk about a little bit about what inspired you to start this incredible collaboration and to save LA? Yeah. Thank you, Zolda. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, we really appreciate that. You know, I, I'm born and raised in LA. Um, I actually, a lot of people don't know, but me and Matthew went to school uh, since we were seven years old together. Wow. 
Um, and, you know, it was before the time of Instagram and uh, TikTok and everyone on the phone. And there was there was just it, it was so much freer for us to roam around the city and just be kids and teenagers. And as we got older and we got into our 30s and the homeless and the crime, everything started going higher and higher in the city. Um, me and Matthew were, were both just like, you know, if we don't do something, who's mm -hmm. going to do it? Mm -hmm. um, the people that are kind of in a bit older than us um, maybe are, are more caught up with kids and, and, and a mortgage and, and other issues. And as we're still paving our way in the city business wise, we thought it's the perfect time to try to put our heads together and, mm -hmm. and save LA. And so our first mission um, via my foundation and my law firm was to tackle the homelessness issue because in fact, in a recent uh, study that came out, it said that the entire population of homeless people in this country, almost 30% of them are in California in Los Angeles. So it, it's something that really near and dear to our hearts because I don't want to run. I don't want to leave the city like a lot of our peers have done. A lot of people are moving to Orange County. Uh, they're moving to Vegas. They're moving to Florida. They're moving even to NorCal. But I, I refuse to leave the city that we were born and raised in. And I love so much. I appreciate everything you just said. And I, I think the the notion of watching it from su for such a long time and seeing all the changes is a really compelling one. And I definitely want to get back to it. But I'd love, Matthew, if you would give your answer to that same question. And if you need me to repeat it, I so can. <laughs> what inspired you? What inspired your part of this to 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 get together with Uncle Artie and really focus in on this aspect of saving LA? No, <clears throat> thank you so much again for having us on, and um, we really really appreciate it. And my pleasure. It's really kind of it's really kind of the same thing, honestly. You know, Artie and I we we kind of grew up in this city, and it's been unfortunate to to really see what's been going on um especially right now when you walk outside your house with all of the tents and and it's just you've seen it deteriorate and and, and become this crisis and you know not to disrespect anybody who's been trying to make change but it just felt like it was getting out of hand and becoming accepted mm. of this is just sort of the state of what it is and people were just turning their heads to the situation and Artie and I had multiple conversations about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, now that we're, we're in our thirties and we were doing business together, we wanted to try to come up with a creative way mm -hmm. um, to make meaningful change and to really make a difference in the city and to make it easy for people to get on board and to make that change with us as well. I think that's such a powerful statement that to make it easy for people to get on board, it seems to me the word frictionless comes to mind here, that part of your mission is to make it super easy for people to to take ownership of their city. And and it's interesting to me in looking at because I, I have lived many, many different places. I'm an immigrant myself and and moved to this country when I was seven years old. 
And so I, I never had that sense of this is home base. But for you two both, home base and and the 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 unwillingness to leave where you come from is so powerful. And 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 yet here I am going, okay, but you noticed it happening. And there are millions of people in LA who noticed it happening and who may have complained or been upset, but didn't actually get up and go, you know what, I'm doing something. Can you both talk about what went on? If you know, if you know the moment, if you remember the moment when you went, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. This is too much. I need to help. Can you talk a little bit about the mindset of that? What happened inside you that made you go, you know what, if not, if not now, when, and if not me, who, right? Uncle Artie, do you have a thought about that? Yeah, actually, Isolde, I love, I love how you brought up the immigrant uh, point because it's, it's a very important one. Mm -hmm. Um, my family, too, immigrated to this country after the Iranian Revolution in 1979. And from what everyone uh, has seen transpire in the last few months there, you could see that nothing's really changed. And it's mm -hmm. 40 years later. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, but it's a really important point in the sense that, you know, this country was built on the fact that it's a safe haven for everybody mm. um, and the doors open. And not only metaphorically, but literally opportunity wise. Um, and a lot of people don't know, but I'd say over 90% of the population of countries like Iran, they love America. They love the West. They love everything that we stand for, but they would never believe the, the, the status that so many people that live side by side with us are living in, mm -hmm. in our major cities. And until we address that, how can we be a safe haven for anybody mm -hmm. when um, you want to escape another country where you can't uh, even address a certain way, but then you come here and you're afraid you're going to your car is going to be stolen or there's going to be a trash can lit on fire down the street from your home. So I think the immigrant part is a really poignant issue um, and an important one, um, which is, is also what um, made me want to do something. A lot of people don't know, but for my family, for seven generations back in Iran and Persia before it was even called Iran, they were part of the government of the people and, and they really built the country. So my whole life, I felt like I have this civic duty ingrained mm -hmm. in me. And um, I didn't know uh, how I would give back and what I would do. But Everything just developed to lead me to this point where, you know, we have enough power and connections in the city um, you, via my firm and MGA Consulting's connections that we brought so many people together. Um, and I said, you know, Matt, let's put this burden, for lack of a better word, on our back, on our shoulders, and, and let's and let's go all the way because it, it, it's just in me. I love that answer. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to, by the way, both Sorry, of I'm gonna, getting deep over here. No, no, no. That's, that's exactly the, the, that's exactly what I'm hoping for because no, this is, you're going to, you're going to hear, I'm going to tell you now, you're going to hear me pause periodically. I believe in the power of the pause and the power of taking a breath because I'm taking it all in. So if you, if you hear me like not say anything, it's because I'm going, yes, this is wonderful. No, it, I, I really appreciate what you said. And, and we're both, we're both immigrants having different, 
different experiences, but at the same time, that notion of wanting to be here and wanting to be involved in helping improve things for other people, it's ingrained. And I, and I appreciate you saying that, Uncle Artie, it's so important. And, and yet there are stories, millions of stories of people coming to LA with hope in their hearts who, who didn't have, a, you know, an outcome that was as positive and who still can, don't. And so it's wonderful to me that you're doing this. I, I appreciate it very much. Matthew. Oh yeah, no, so I'm, I'm honored to be talking to you both. Matthew, do you have a thought about that, that answer? I know the question was asked a while ago, but it was, it was really about that moment, that instant when you went, you know what, I'm, it, you know, it, it's now and it's me, I'm going to get involved. Yeah, honestly, I think it was a combination of, of a couple of things. Um, growing up and, and not only living in a lot of different areas of Los Angeles, it was kind of this thing where you would walk outside and it seemed like every month you would just see the situation get worse. Mm. You would see different, uh, different people, you know, like I said, intense in or the, the tent started to to grow and it, it really started to to feel like it was getting out of control. And I think there was this consensus in Los Angeles where <clears throat> it became this running joke of, Oh, things are getting out of control. And, you started to almost feel as if some people in Los Angeles, um, they started to grow a sort of annoyance or, or hatred towards, um, you know, these people. And, and for me, I, I kind of looked at it as this, this is, this is insane. These, these are people, mm. um, you know, we need to look at this from a standpoint of compassion and, and empathy. And, and these are people that, that need help. Mm. Um, and, and from the conversations that Artie and I had, I think along with, you know, the, the gratefulness that we had for, for the success that we had with business, I think it's also important to look at the situation. Okay. How can we serve others? How can we make a difference in our community and, and in our home? Um, and, and when we took a look at it, it was okay. You can make a donation you can, you can do certain things. And, um, I feel like it's where it's a situation where some people might make a donation. It's like, okay, I I did, I did what I had to do. I did my part. Right. Right. But what if we took it a step further? Mm -hmm. What if, what if we created a campaign that not only brought awareness to the situation, but once you make a donation or you purchase a save LA item, it lives past that. So you, you buy a hoodie which has, you know, artwork on it and, and shows the Save LA campaign. You you wear that around and all of a sudden you're, you're wearing it and somebody asks you, oh, where did you get that hoodie from? Where did you get that shirt from? And then it becomes part of the conversation. Oh, I'm supporting the Save LA campaign, homelessness in Los Angeles. And, and it lives much further than mm-hmm. the original conversation um, and brings more awareness to this crisis that we're dealing with and, and hopefully gets a lot more people on board to, to join in and possibly inspire others to do the same. Yay. (laughs) I nominate you both for president. Uh, So actually, Isolde, I have one more thing to add. Yes, please. Matt Matt is much more diplomatic than me. I'm going to just take it a step further and challenge the listeners and and really, and the whole country to, to listen up. You know, it's, it's so easy for everyone to take, 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 take. And, I tell Matt all the time, 
um, especially in my business, being in the service industry as an attorney, as a plaintiff's attorney and dealing with a slice of uh, our general population. Um, oh, we have over 2000 active clients in my firm right now. Mm. Um, and what I'm seeing is it's like everyone wants to take, take, take. But when is it that you give back? When is it that you do something not necessarily for how it's going to benefit you directly or monetarily, but when you do it because you're a good person or a good citizen or out of the goodness of your heart, we need more of that in 2023 because what I'm seeing in our city, in our country, in our world is like this self-fulfilling prophecy of all those sci-fi movies, you know, like hmm. Blade Runner, when it goes into the future or whatever sci-fi movie you want to look at, we're literally, our world is turning into that. And it's hmm. like 20 years ago when we watched these movies, we thought it was so far from our world, but we are heading right for that. If everyone who's a good person has the means doesn't start helping those who don't have it. Well, first of all, yay, I agree completely. Second of all, you mentioned my favorite science fiction movie. Thank you so much for that. Uh, but you know what's interesting, though? I have to say, some of this, uh, you know, you two have decided that this is your cause, and I think that's amazing. But I think there's a lot of fatigue out there. People feel overwhelmed about there's so much to do. There's so many different things and causes that that need help all the time that people are getting tired. And so what you said earlier, Matthew, about being frictionless, about it being easy to get involved, your point is well taken here. It sounds like you two have, have made it pretty easy for people to get involved. And that leads me to my next question. What are the steps? How can someone who goes, you know what, I want to get involved in the Save LA campaign, whether they're in LA or like I am in New York City, how would they do it? So it's actually pretty simple. Um, we devised a plan to work with a boutique clothing store, which is Hot Rod Los Angeles. Um, they've been there over on uh, Sawtell, if, if people are in Los Angeles for a long time. But you can also visit www.hotrodla.com. And we, we put the whole Save LA collection on there. And it's a collection of hoodies, shirts, sweatshirts, um, with designs that we came up with that we knew uh, if we were going to do this, it was going to have to be something that people actually wanted to wear. I <laughs> <laughs> yes, mean, I had yeah. a lot of conversations. It was like, if we're going to make a clothing line that's going to promote this whole thing, uh, you know, and Artie and I sat there countless hours looking over different designs, coming up with different uh, artwork uh, for the hoodies. And we're extremely proud of the collection. We're ex extremely proud of, of what we came up with. And if you purchase it, um, you know, we do everything on the back end. Um, so all of the things that we're working with, we're also working with uh, an organization, Hope of the Valley, that's been fighting this fight for about 15 years. Mm. And, and that was another thing that Artie and I wanted to make sure that we did because we were so new to the space and, and, and really trying to make this change. So we wanted to make sure that we partnered with an organization that has been doing this for a long time where we could learn from. Uh, that could give us the resources and the information that we needed to make meaningful change in a shorter period of time. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, 
you know, this is the Creative Solutions Podcast, la, la, la. So what's interesting to me about that specifically is that you came up with an artistic creative solution, right? This is this is something that's going to be uh, fun for people to get involved in because it's something that that's wearable art in many ways. And I think that that's that that is so important, especially sort of in the TikTok generation where people are putting their what they wear front and center and, you know, as part of who they are. So I think that's amazing. And I'm going to ask you both if you would uh, get me pictures so he can put it on the show notes and and the the people who come to the sh- this episode will be able to see those. And perhaps, you know, if we put links in to order them, people can order them and stuff to sort of make it even even more frictionless for people to get involved. And And so that's one way. And I love that. But you two also sound like you're doing fundraising in other ways. Do you have any other ways that someone who's starting a nonprofit, who's got a nonprofit might do it? They might not all have the artistic bent you two have to create something like clothing line. What other ways are you fundraising if you can talk about it? Um, I, I So it, one thing that we've done was the, the state of California um, and the county of Los Angeles, they they purchased um, an old motel in downtown um, to the tune of $9 million. Mm. And with the help of Hope of the Valley, they plan to turn it into a homeless um, community for women and children. Because a lot of people don't understand this homeless population even though the statistics are unclear, at least 10 to 20% are under the age of 18. Mm. And so it, it, it makes such a difference when you're not only giving homeless people um, a safe place to live, but a place that there will be tutoring, that there will be security. And what happened was there was a million dollar gap um, in the state and Hope of the Valley's initiative in this in, in building the, the motel. And they approached me and they said, hey, uncle, if, if you can help raise this last million dollars, we'd love to call the, the building the uncle. So um, <laughs> I love me it. and Matthew and the firm, we jumped in. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to give a shout out to a lot of our partners. It, it, things like this, they don't happen in this city if you don't have big players behind you mm. and the the Los Angeles Galaxy from the Major League Soccer League um they really they stepped in and they really helped us UCLA um the worldwide institution and by the way my uh undergrad they they came in and stepped in and they really helped us out the NFL's Chargers um you know so many of our partners came to help us out a lot of the radio stations in LA um, they came power 106, 92.3 mega. Um, so many people played a part in, in us throwing an event and being able to raise that last million dollars. And so we're hoping to have the uncle unveiled later in the spring. Um, and you know, it's, it's going to be somewhere that's a safe haven for almost 200 homeless women and children. So we're incredibly wow. proud of that, but we're also proud of the state of the public and private sector, you know, a lot of people take that statement lightly, but it's so it's so powerful because when the state and the people can come together 
and, and, and really put their money where their mouth is, that's when you move mountains. I love that. I think it's so amazing that you, that you're tapping traditionally, uh, you know, you're tapping professional athletes and professional athletic organizations, for example, that's, that's wonderful because so many of the players themselves aren't coming from silver spoon kind of families, right? They're coming from often they're at risk themselves. So amazing to me that that you are finding this these ways of having these cycles and and ending the cycle of poverty and ending the cycle of homelessness in a way that that gets so many people in the community involved. But having said that, I would love to to chat with you about a day. Just a day. Can you take me through a day at Save LA? What what does that what does that look like? Well, there's there's a lot of moving parts. Um, first, we'd be remiss not to mention uh, Hot Rod. So Hot Rod is um, a, a, a company, a brand, a lifestyle. It's an L.A. streetwear company that's been around for over 20 years um, in Westwood, in California and on Sawtell Boulevard. Um, and, you know, uh, what Hot Rod did was give us a home for the Save LA collection that Matthew designed. Um, and, you know, they, they did that all free of cost, free of charge. Um, so I really want to give them a shout out. But a, a day in the life is this. What, what we're doing is we're giving people the opportunity to get involved in multiple ways. And so our, our days go from potentially being at the actual brick and mortar of Hot Rod, uh, which is on, on Sautel. Um, and we, we go around the city and we promote it in a lot of different ways. If you drive around LA, it'd be hard to miss the Save LA um, billboards and uh, little stamped areas we have all over to kind of promote the brand. But it, it's more than that because what we want to do is recreate what we've done with the uncle. And it's it's going to be a tall task. But if you think about it, it, 200 people is a big, big difference. But if people of means came and joined us and multiplied the efforts times 10, then all of a sudden we're talking 2,000 people out of a population of almost 20,000. That's 10%. Mm -hmm. And so daily what we're trying to do is promote the, the, the idea, the vision, but also get other people who have power and money to, to join up with us. And that's why we come on, you know, podcasts. We love speaking with you as all that. It's not, but in general, we, we need all the help we can get. And, and I think Matthew, um, via his consulting group, he rolled this whole thing out so beautifully that if you have the means and the ability, you'd almost feel bad not to join in. And guess what? You get some really cool apparel to go with it. You know, this isn't like some $10 charity shirt. This is something that you could wear when you go out. Um, you could, it's not just like a gym shirt. <laughs> I I like gym shirts. I actually have yeah, a few favorites. Nothing against gym shirts. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, but I get it. I mean, to me, having something that's that's the people are proud to wear for multiple reasons, one of which being 
you know, it looks nice and I like it, but also that, you know, that you're that you're voting with your dollars, if you will, that you're voting, that you're buying something that's directly going to go to help people. Matthew, can I talk to you a little bit about if you're up for it, about the inspiration for for the actual shirts, like the designs and things like that? Yeah, of course. And, and I was also going to say a, a, a day in the life at, uh, at Save LA is uh, Matthew banging his head against the wall trying to figure <laughs> out the best, uh, to, to really promote the, uh, the brand and, and get everything out there. And, and I think one of the ways in which I wanted to make sure we did that was being extremely strategic in the way that we approached um, all of our partners and, and, and leveraging those partnerships in, into getting them on board with, with helping um, our campaign and what we're trying to do. And mm -hmm. the beautiful thing that came out of it is that it really wasn't that big of an ask or a struggle for them to get on board. It, it really was just a conversation like, hey, we're trying to make a change. You're in Los Angeles. What do you see when you go outside? Okay. Do you want to make a change? And, and everybody was really on board and um, they've been amazing partners and what they've uh, contributed and what they've discussed with us about future contributions uh, towards what we're trying to achieve. So it, it's been a beautiful process in the making. And um, in regards to <clears throat> the apparel, I, <clears throat> I think we really wanted to, to come up with things that took people by surprise when they saw it, grabbed their attention right off the bat. So the idea behind the burning palm tree uh, is a metaphor for what we saw and what we saw happening all around us was essentially our city burning down and everybody really just standing around watching. Hmm. And obviously, you know, the palm tree is synonymous with, with Los Angeles. Um, so we came up with the, the fire, uh, palm tree logo and, and everybody that we showed it to automatically fell in love with it. Um, mm. and the way that it pops on the back of the hoodies, um, the way that it, it sort of stands out, it grabs your attention to the point where people are, are asking that question. Where did you get that hoodie? That's really cool. We know, what is that? What, what is save LA? And, and that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted people asking the question, um, and then the folks that were generous enough to, to hop on board to support our campaign, they're living through us and they're continuing to tell our story. And, and it really is their story. Um, all of us that live here in Los Angeles, anybody really that wants to make a, a change anywhere, um, you know, this is this is something that um, that you can tell to other people and and show that you wanted to make a change as well. And because I have such a, a deep love and Artie has such a deep love for, for our city of Los Angeles, I really believe in a lot of ways that this whole campaign and, and uh, the idea behind it and, and the way that we're trying to execute it and, and continue to, to make change, it was really our love letter to, uh, to Los Angeles. I love that. And and I, I have to say, I will be ordering the hot pink and blue uh, logo <laughs> hoodie that those are my it. those are my colors. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Everything I can do to support. Uh, and, and that's one of the reasons this podcast exists is actually to to shine the light on this kind of good work. And having having said that, I would love it if you 
could talk a little bit about starting up like you, uh, Uncle Artie, you're you're an attorney. So probably navigating some of the morass of of the paperwork was a little bit easier for you than it would be someone like me. But if someone goes, you know what, I want to do this, like you just said, Matthew, I want to do this. I live in New York City or I live in Des Moines, Iowa, wherever. And I want to I want to combat X or I want to start something. What is the piece of advice that you'd give to someone who's just starting out? What's the first thing they need to do? Well, what I would recommend is is sort of what we did in, in the sense of doing some research, figuring out how you want to help in the way that you want to, and then also find other organizations that are in your city that might be doing something similar or that have been doing something. Um, it, it's been extremely and immensely helpful to have various conversations with Hope of the Valley and learn from them and learn you know, the mistakes that they made or what changes they would have made when they were starting out um, and just learning a sort of business model of what they have now that works and, and, and building around that. Um, so they gave us a lot of inspiration um, and then really just trying to be creative and, and find a way to, to, to serve others in your community. Um, you know, I, I think if you can put your own creative twist on it, I don't even care if you take our idea and, and, and you know, change it and, and do the same thing in your city. That, that's really what we want to do. We want to inspire others to figure out creative ways to, to make a change and, and to, um, to make improvements in however you see fit within, with the city that you live in. I care if someone does that. <laughs> the lawyer speaks. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I, I know that I could keep you here all day talking about this and I and I, I want to respect your time. I would love it if you could, uh, either one of you, do you have a particular story? Do you have a particular moment where you've had something that's just been profound that has happened through Save LA? Anything that's like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. Where do we begin? <laughs> um, for me, I, I think um, I, one, it, you know, I'll be a little lighthearted too, because it's pretty funny. We, we, when we had the joint event with Hope of the Valley to raise the remaining million that we needed to build the uncle um there there happened to be like five or six congressmen from local districts in la at the event mm. and when when i spoke on stage um you, like hope of the valley basically said oh you know we want to thank uncle for uh you know spearheading their money raise and all this stuff and and they had me speak on the stage a little bit. And obviously, you know, I don't know if you could tell yet, but I wear my heart on my sleeve and I speak from my heart. Um, and after I was done kind of speaking, I, I walked off the stage and two of the congressmen, they came up to me and started asking me, what district am I running for? And <laughs> in a panic that I'm coming for them. And I say it in, in a lighthearted way, but it meant a lot to me in the sense that, you know, it, 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 I really believe that if you do something and your heart's in it uh, and, and, and you can galvanize people to, mm -hmm. to get behind you, that 
that's when you can really make a difference. You know, so many people, they, they have a nonprofit or, and kind of to go back to the question that Matthew answered for you, how do you get started this and that? Well, first you need to really look inside yourself and think, am I doing this because I really want to, or am I doing this because I want to be on Isolde's podcast and on the LA <laughs> times. So, and, and that's how we end up here with you because you, uh, you know, you come through the people that are just doing things to do it. And you find the people that are really doing something to make a change. So that moment was really important for me because I was like, man, we even have congressmen shaking in their boots. That means we're on the right track of doing something big. This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Learn how you can engage, inspire, and motivate any audience. You can also download my four simple tips to make starting any conversation a breeze at the link in the show notes. <laughs> You're on the right path. Absolutely. I love that. Matthew, do you have, do you have an answer to that question? I do. And I, I think it's it's sort of in the same vein, but a little bit different. I think it was for me. And, and I think this is something that I also want to convey to people that might be starting something or, or trying to create your own campaign where you are. When we first started this and when we first launched the campaign, I can't tell you how much work went into it, how many nights, hours, days that Artie and I put everything into this. And I'll be completely honest, um, when we first launched it, it was not a success. Um, mm. We did not see an outpouring of support right off the bat. And I was, I, it broke my heart. And I, you know, I had a conversation with Artie and um, I think we could have easily just been like, okay, wrap this up, you know, let's, let's move on to something else. This didn't work. Um, but we did the exact opposite. We doubled down, put more into it, continued to try to spread the word. And, and now it's been a lot more of getting support from others, um, people getting on board with what we're doing. And I think that aha moment or that moment that showed me that we're on the right path and we're doing something that is inspiring others is exactly that, is that I would get a lot of messages from people saying, hey, this is amazing what you guys are doing. This is incredible. Um, hey, I was inspired to do this. Or people that I, you know, I don't even know that from another state that were buying hoodies and then sending us messages saying, hey, this is incredible. By the way, we love the design. We love the artwork. So it just not only gave us that confidence that all of our hard work, you know, really meant something to other people, but also that it was inspiring others and, and everything that we put into this, um, we were getting back. I'm so grateful that you said that because I know so many people who really want to start something and make a difference don't get that traction that they say you need to have and then just get beaten down by it and give up. And it sounds like you two went, oh, you want it? You think we're out? I don't think so. And then and then you kept going. And I'm wondering, did you pivot? Did you go, you know what? We've been approaching this this way, but now let's approach it a slightly different way and think laterally and come up with some of those creative ideas and creative solutions to 
make it more enticing to people? Did anything like that ever happen? Or did you just go, you know what, full steam ahead, no matter what? I think it was a combination of both. I, I mm-hmm. think it, it's like everything else in life. It's trial and error, mm-hmm. um, you know, but you, but you gotta, you gotta put yourself out there. You gotta make the best plan that you can and then just start. And when you see something that might not be right, you're like, okay, let's make this adjustment. Oh, okay. Uh, this didn't work. Um, you know, let's change this, or this is working. Let's put a little bit more behind this. And, and I think it's also having conversations. Artie and I, not only have we been, you know, best friends forever, but we've been blessed in the sense that our business relationship works the same way. Um, The conversations that we have, the way that we play off of each other, um, the advice that I give him, the advice that he gives me. And then, and then also having those conversations and being able to be humble enough to talk to others that might be successful in the space and and ask for guidance or, or ask them, um, you know, questions so that you can learn to, to make better decisions or, or, or pivot or, or change, but in, in the sense of us and what we were putting behind this entire campaign that never changed. Um, you know, even like I said, when it didn't look bright at the end of the tunnel, we, we, we just kept pushing through. And um, I really believe that in our hearts, the, the idea behind this was to serve others and to help others. And I believe that if we just kept on with that, that, that we would, get it back tenfold. Mm. I, I so love that. I, and, and that stick to is so important in, especially when you're trying to make a difference and it's such an, it seems like an uphill battle and it sounds like it was at first, certainly we, you did something that I think is so, I mean, again, creative solutions podcast, so it makes sense, but it, it is very creative and it's also full of ingenuity to go, you know, what? we're going to take fashion design commerce and combine it with nonprofits, right? We're com- you're combining things. It's it's making a soup that's different than what most other people do. That inspiration, that moment of going, you know what, we can do this and we can make it happen. Where do you see it going from here? Like we talked, for example, about getting involved with the LA Unified School District, perhaps, and and those kinds of those those kinds of inroads that you might make. Where do you see this going next? After the uncle opens, after things like that get going, what's next? Hmm. Uncle Artie, Matthew, either one of you there? Sorry about that. I think something was wrong with the mic. Ah. Um, I, I think one of the beautiful things about this campaign and, and what we're doing is that we really don't know where this is going to take us. I think the first issue that we wanted to tackle was, was homelessness mm-hmm. because it was such a major crisis and such a major issue um, in our city. But I think where this can go from here, it, it's so exciting. Um, I feel like there's so many issues in the world um, that that need help, that need our attention, that need compassion, um, that need empathy, that need change. Um, and I think we will eventually grow the campaign. And, and my hope is that <clears throat> it'll go even further. Right now it's Save LA, but uh, you know I, I think there's a lot of cities that need saving and, and a lot of um, other places that need saving as well. So I think it'll grow from there. But I think education is definitely on the agenda for us. Um, I think it's definitely something that we're focusing on in regards to the encampments that we're working on building. It was a huge focal point for the uncle and getting um, 
tutoring for the kids within the uh, uncle, as well as a lot of other um, things that are important, like mental health um, facilities. So a lot of these things are on our agenda. Um, and I'm just excited for the fact that right now we're getting a lot of recognition and building and creating a lot of awareness on this issue. So I know that, uh, you know, in the next couple of years from what we want to do and the changes that we want to make, um, I think it'll be, uh, this, this is going to give us the momentum to push through those issues as well. Yeah. And it's also building connections, right? That's one of the things that's happening is that as more people get involved, those tendrils are going out and more and more people are going to want to be involved and people who can make an even bigger difference, who can, who can get involved in other cities across the country, across the world. These are all, these are all things that are possible and you two are spearheading it. And I think that's amazing. And I know people will want to get involved. And before I ask my final question, because I have a very specific final question that I ask, I'm wondering if you could give me uh, a link or something where people could go. Let's say they want to buy a hoodie. Let's say they want to get in touch with either one of you. What's the best way to do that? The, all of that stuff will be in the show notes, but people learn differently. So I like also, if you wouldn't mind having you say what the best way is to get in touch, to get involved. Of course, the best way to get involved is to go to www.hotrodla.com. That's the boutique clothing store's website. As soon as you go, there's actually a video that plays of Artie and I talking about the Save LA campaign. You can easily access the Save LA collection and visit um, and see all of the different hoodies and shirts that we have available. And I am actually working right now on creating some new uh, apparel that will be coming out in the next couple months. So definitely excited and uh, we'd appreciate everybody's support. Awesome. All right, so uh, Uncle Artie, I'm not sure if you're still with us. I don't know if something's going on with your mic, but hopefully you are. And if not, maybe we'll record this last part later. But here it is. First of all, before we before we finish, I'm so grateful to both of you for the work you're doing, but also for taking the time to be on the podcast. And I, yeah, I mean, that's it. What else can I say except for you have my gratitude? I think it's amazing work that you are doing to help people. And the the other thing. I can't know. And Uncle Artie's going, remember, I don't edit, so I'm just going to talk about it. I cannot hear you. Something's going on with your microphone. Uh, so I'm not sure what that is, but maybe Matthew can answer this question first and maybe Uncle Artie um, will be able to do it. Yeah, that's he's not listed as muted on my thing, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe I will edit this whole part. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's something going on with your microphone. Not sure exactly what's going on there, Uncle Artie. But you can at least hear me and perhaps we can uh, have you. Yeah, that's great. You can answer the last question and I will uh, I will ask it. And you can type it and I will read it. So here is the question. And this is for both of you, Matthew. Since you are on mic, you can go first if you don't mind. The answer to this question uh, is often, you know, it's a silly question, but I find that it yields some profound answers. And the question is this. If you had an airplane that could skywrite anything for the whole world to see, what would you say? Wow, I love that question. Um, I think that, to be honest, I think it would be two things. I would say that 
the most important thing in life is love and finding how to serve others. Um, I think that in the world right now, I think a lot of people and it, it's easy to get caught up in your life. It's easy to get caught up in the mix of everything with the way that people want to either be successful or, or what you want to achieve or, or how you want to be seen by others. And I think one of the most important parts of all of this is what I mentioned before is, is compassion and love for others. Um, I, I think Artie and I, and like I said, you know, the blessings that we've had of the success that we've seen with our businesses and, and working together. But I can tell you right now that out of all the things that we've accomplished, there really wasn't the same feeling of, of, of joy and excitement to helping those in need in, in, in the Save LA campaign. It, it's just a really different feeling of, of joy within uh, within us and, and inside of us. Um, and we talk about it all the time. And this is something that has given us motivation to do more within our community and to help others a lot more um, in the future. So I think if, if, if everybody can find a different way to help others, serve others, give that empathy and, and find that love for, for, your, for your common neighbor or anybody, um, you know, I, I think it's something that will lead you in the right direction. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, that that's a wonderful, wonderful answer to the question, uh, Matthew. Thank you. And I will now read Uncle Artie's answer, which is one of my favorite Rumi quotes. And it is this, out beyond right and wrong, there is a field of love. I will meet you there. And that is the the perfect, <laughs> the perfect the perfect quote, as far as I'm concerned, I love, I love, love, love Rumi. And I'm so grateful that you, that that was your, that that was your answer to that question, Uncle Artie. Uncle Artie and Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show. I am super grateful that you took the time. It is, your work is amazing and everything you're doing to help people you've never met and may never meet is beyond inspiring. So thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having us on. This was a blast. Uh, we love speaking with you. Uh, Artie is not speaking on the mic, but I can tell <laughs> you he feels the same exact way. Um, this is much better than we anticipated, and we thank you for your support. Oh, it was my it was absolutely my pleasure, and and I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad I met expectations or maybe even exceeded them a little bit. That's wonderful. So, <laughs> this is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast. You've been listening to my conversation with Uncle Artie Pernia and Matthew Arce of the Save LA campaign and many other things. As you heard, you need to go find them. You need to go support them. Let's help the homeless population in LA and eventually, perhaps everywhere. Until next time, I remind you to always be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results. 
although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in.